happy very, very late birthday to us. Happy early birthday to you two. That's true. I mean, it's, it, you know, it wraps around, right? Time is circular. Our calendar is circular. Yeah. So you can never really be late for a birthday. Only ever early. That's I mean. I or on time. Okay. I mean, time time is an illusion. I am the basketball. <laughs> the only time is party time. Yeah, and you guys wanted to do an episode when it was my birthday, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> Did we? Did we want to do an episode right on this? I guess so. Time doesn't mean anything. That or, like, I was still on vacation. I think you were still on vacation. Yeah, I also think that. So I remember working on 4th of July. There we go. I think we came back on the 6th. I got bombarded by uh, fragments of fireworks on the 5 on my drive home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That was my birthday wish. It is so fucking hot in this room. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, well acquainted with the heat. Well, uh, we didn't say our names. <laughs> well, everybody knows us at this point. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go first with their birthday topic? We are the birthday boys. No, no, that's Jared a sketch comedy first. group. Well, sp- <laughs> I thought that was the secret society from Twin Peaks. Oh, uh, maybe. No, it's, it's like it's the not, Book Lodge not. boys or something. They're, the the Bookhouse boys, yeah. yes. I like the birthday boys. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm signaling. <laughs> no, because you're the only one that doesn't <laughs> do the, video calls. To the, to the unnamed. Look, I, it's so hot, I have to record nude. I can't do the video call. I'll take my top off. P.S. My No, because like my camera is like, for some reason, like a, a real depth of field. And I don't want to go full nude while we're recording. I'm doing. I'm, I'm almost done. I got two more but three more buttons He's left. Going <laughs> full Marilyn Monroe. I mean, Gary, all this talk of taping, taking off your your shirt. Are you uh, suggesting you're recording pantsless? Well, yes. Because I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. It is hot. No, I have this. <laughs> Alan also yeah. doing shirt. Yeah, but I you know I got like the last three. So truly, we should be. No, it's a good look though. Very 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 beach bum kind of you know. Yeah. Especially with the swarthy looks and the, the oh, luxuriant mustache. Oh, okay, okay. I forgot I how I'm to take saying. a screenshot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that. Uh, that's funny. How the fuck do I take a screenshot? I'm going to do it the ghettoest way possible. You're going to hold your phone up to your TV, your TV screen, up to your monitor, and take a photo. I just, yeah, done, I just done did that. <laughs> Alan did it better. <laughs> I got my phone. Oh no, I got those comfy fucking uh, pants. Okay, the 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 also bohemian pants. Yeah, so I, I'm, it always feels like I'm not wearing pants. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Yep. Nothing at all. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> the question. Okay. That was my idea. Okay. Um, so, for we, get, we each picked a topic for our birthday. Uh, I picked Elvis sightings. <laughs> yeah! Um, and looking them up, they're not as fun as I thought they were going to be. Yeah, we are still looking for a dead guy. So I'll, be look, I'll, I'll go through this stupid list, and then I'll go through like the Wikipedia page. Okay. 
I so, love that the Wikipedia page is not the stupid list. It's so. not peer reviewed. So I um, mean, all of the all of our exposure to Cryptid's Wiki. Shout out to Cryptid's Wiki. Uh, <laughs> I think has uh, sort of dispelled the idea that Wikipedia is the bottom of the barrel. That's oh my god! This article is so. F- We're not the best at math. We everyone knows that about us, right? Yeah, I'm pretty good at math. Sure. So sorry, this, I'm pretty decent at arithmetic. This article was posted on January second, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and here it says, forty years ago today, the legend of Elvis, <laughs> the legend that is Elvis, passed away, uh, and that like he passed away on August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven. Now, if it's forty years ago today, that would mean it would be like they would end with the same number, like nine and. And yeah, or seven. So this same. article is just straight up wrong off the bat. <laughs> no, it's a repost. Yeah. Yeah. So the first 40 years <laughs> would have been, would have been 2017. Yeah. So here's the first sighting. <laughs> Shortly after Elvis's death, a man headed to Memphis Airport and purchased a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Reportedly, the man looked like the pop star and gave the name John Burroughs, an alias of Elvis, that he used when booking hotels. Could it have actually been him? It was the real-life John Burroughs. <laughs> brother brother to the author William, William Burroughs. Huh. You're right. I mean, it's pretty well established that, that Elvis was one of, one of the wild boys, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. he loves cut-ups. All his lyrics are cut-ups. The... <laughs> Oh my god. The headstone theory. (laughs) Okay. On Presley's gravestone, his middle name, Aaron, A-R-O-N, is spelled Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. They buried the wrong man. Although Aaron is Elvis's genuine middle name, but allegedly either his parents or himself wanted to change his middle name to Aaron. So, double A is his genuine middle name, but he wanted to change it to single A. Possibly so is more similar to Presley's stillborn twin, Jesse Garen Presley, G-A-R-O-N. Okay. (laughs) But fans believed that this misspelling was intentional and a way of telling us... (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm gonna read this exactly after the comma. And way of telling us no that Presley faked his own death. Well, you know, you got to decode what that really means. It's like Baconianism. And way of letting us know that Presley faked his own death. Okay. I mean, like, isn't it more probable that, like, the, like, family just knew what his middle name was and just, like, put his birth middle name on there? Admitted in the very first line that Aaron with two A's is his actual middle name? Yeah. Like, he says they wanted to change his middle name to Aaron with one A, but didn't. See, I'm more interested in this alleged stillborn twin. And Jesse Garin Presley? Yeah. No, he's very stillborn. The pool house photo. (laughs) The stillest. The pool house photo. Well, that's why he had to shake his hips so much. You had to make up for Jesse being very, very still. Well, that's what happens when you have a tumor trying to to chew on your body parts. No, 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 no. Jesse wasn't stillborn. Jesse was absorbed. It, exactly. And Jesse was the hips. That's why they had to oh. film him below the waist. Yeah. So he was trying to break out of that, you know, skin coffin. Yeah, it was two, uh, ba- it was two babies in a skin suit. 
He wouldn't sign the release on TV. That's why they had to shoot him from the waist up. He shat Jesse out. (laughs) That's why he died on the toilet. That's why he faked his own death, because they weren't one unit anymore. It's a million percent that that episode of The X-Files and that scene from Dreamcatcher. Yep. Where he just falls off the toilet and he's like, he was missing something. (laughs) So his twin died. The pool house photo taken on December 31st, 1977 is rumored. Wow. Is, was rumored. <laughs> is, was rumored that a photo taken by Mike Joseph, parentheses, who was visiting Graceland with his family, showed Elvis sitting in his pool house. In an interview with Larry King, Joe Esposito then declared, what the f- that the person in the photo wasn't actually Elvis, but... Al Strada, but not everyone is convinced. <laughs> Are we like a known Elvis impersonator or like just like somebody hanging out at Graceland? Let like, me Google search Al Strada. Al Strada is an alias for Jesse Garen Presley. Stillborn. Um, I have no fucking clue. Hold on. Yeah, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> that was unsuccessful. Uh, apparently, a bodyguard, maybe? Uh, of okay, Elvis? okay. Okay. Maybe? Well, because, like, De- December is, like, just... Because when is he supposed to have died? August. January? Like, August of 1977. Yeah, so... The past before... So, he is gonna say, he saw him in, like, December 19... 19- like, what? But, you know, why would his bodyguard have been at Graceland if Elvis is dead? I mean, I, I, like, I guess? Elvis was connected to the mafia. Gail Brewer Giorgio, author of the 1988 book, Is Elvis Alive? No question mark, actually. So, is Elvis alive? Explained to Time that after looking at tons, T-O-N-N-E-S, of FBI documents... She had concluded that Presley had to go into witness protection after the FBI enlisted him to help take down a criminal organization called The Fraternity. Elvis had to fake his own death when he was found out to be a mole. Uh, The the author told Time, Elvis faked his death because he was going to be killed and there was no doubt about it. Mm. On his 82nd birthday. (laughs) What would you do on your 82nd birthday? If you were one of the biggest stars in the world and had been pretending to be dead for almost four decades. Uh, I mean, okay, to be fair, I would do exactly what they're alleging. Like, I would just, like, walk around as Elvis. Head to Graceland? Obviously. Graceland and or Las Vegas. (laughs) Head to Graceland, obviously. A photo appeared on the Elvis Presley is Alive Facebook page in... Hold hold on. Hold on. I was going to ask, you didn't come across this in your research? Research, you say? <laughs> I know you and me both. I'm doing. It's a birthday right episode. Now. I don't have to. That's true. Um, I mean, I just thought you cared more about our national treasure and combat veteran Elvis Presley. I care very little about Elvis Presley. <laughs> okay, hey, the, you know, family lore holds that my grandmother is a distant relation to Elvis Presley. So where's the fucking body? It, well, you know, I don't. I you know, I can't. I can't say outright. We hid the body. Um, so, a photo piece. appeared on the Elvis Presley is Alive Facebook page in January of a man with a white beard 
and with security personnel in the top left-hand corner of a picture, <coughs> fans speculate could be guarding Elvis. Now, I'm going to I'm a screenshot. I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Yeah. And I'll okay. post this in in our Discord. I don't think this guy looks like Elvis. <laughs> Oh, hey, what, what Santa Claus? Yes. <laughs> You're yeah, related I, to him. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, it, again, it's allegedly a distant relation, but I I agree that this does not really look like Elvis. Even if you like, it looks like Santa. Yeah, like I just don't see the 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 resemblance. Even even to like old fat Elvis. Yeah. Um, yeah. in Home Alone. There is a mad theory discovered by Noisy. I'm not clicking that. Mad link, theory um, that points towards Elvis making an appearance in the 1990 film. So, 13 years after he died, as Kate checks flight availability, a bearded man is seen in the background, and the theory claims that the bearded fella is actually Elvis. That one looks like Obi Wan Kenobi, like current. Current oh uh, Home Alone, Elvis. <laughs> I'm also I'm also looking this up. Hold on. No. Home Alone fans puzzled by per- peculiar theory. Oh my god! Wouldn't all mean, these effing pop-ups? If you clean him out, he kind of looks like him. I posted but, like, the younger the than link. when he died. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it looks more like the the like drawings of Count Dooku that are meant to not look like uh, Christopher Lee. Uh, Christopher Lee, but yeah, like wait, that doesn't look anything like Elvis. You it's know so blurred. Like, is this what we what we've become? Where you just like so? Oh, yeah, hold on. There, there's there's more to this then. Oh, okay. The more to it is like he had facial reconstruction surgery. No, it's he looked around he the right. He could walk among us. He looked around the right age. Nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety, Elvis would have been about fifty five. Uh, here's some similarity in the eyes and the hair color. Elvis naturally he dyed his blah, blah, blonde hair black. I mean, it's pretty tenuous, but stranger things have happened, right? Right? Um, here and Elvis just being in Home Alone for no reason. <laughs> Here, hold know. on. I'm gonna screen. Is, I'm gonna share I screen again. This one, like this one's, this one's weird because this is the same one. It's a, it's a link to a YouTube video about that conspiracy theory. I kind of see it with the picture of Elvis they're using. It, okay, I saw it when I, him out. I I agree that this blackface Elvis photo looks a lot like the grainy Home Alone photo. <laughs> I agree. The thing is, though, I don't think people, until very recently, understood how much like shit he looked like. Yeah. Oh, that's no. true. Okay, that's the so like, like, oh, it's Elvis, but like, you know, when you see that final concert footage, you're like, wow, yeah, he's got two boobs. Okay, a series, uh, now we're bound to the wiki page. Because that was that for that entire article. Um, A series of alleged sightings took place in Kalamazoo, Michigan in the late 1980s. Such reports encountered uh, public ridicule and became fodder for humanist publications like the Weekly World News. 
In California, many people believed they had seen Elvis at California's Legoland Amusement Park shortly after it opened in 1999. It was later revealed that Elvis impersonators were hired as an attraction to commemorate Presley. Hmm. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, I remain I remain dubious. In the late in late 1988, record label LS Records released the song "Spelling on the Stone," sung by an unknown vocalist purported to be Presley. The song's narrative suggested that Presley had not actually died. Airplay received by the song on country music formats caused a number of listeners to call in to radio stations and report sightings of the singer after hearing the song, while program directors of said stations debated whether or not the song's vocal track was actually Presley. I mean, it definitely was. Like, Elvis and Tupac were just recording all those tracks. Yeah, well, Tupac was because he had, like, a contract that needed to get out of under, like, Suge Knight's thumb. Well, I mean, but see, it's the same thing with Prince, but but except with Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and Elvis had to get out from under the mob's mob's thumb, so, you know. He faked his own death, yeah. It all checks out. Elvis was rumored to have appeared in the background of an... Okay, that's Home Alone. Um... (laughs) Of an obscure 1990 cult classic, Home Alone, by then unknown director. Okay. I was going to say Robert Zemeckis. Paranormal, Robert Zemeckis. paranormal researcher Ben Radford responded to Elvis sighting believers with, Why fake your own death and turn up as an extra in a popular movie? How could the cast and crew have failed to notice the presence of one of the most famous figures in the world? Even if I mean, he looks, even if he looked very different, could he have disguised his voice and mannerisms? He, okay, look here. Here's how it would go down, right? You show up on set, and somebody's like, "Oh wow, you look like Elvis." And like, "Yeah, I played Elvis once on like TV. I do a pretty good impression. Watch, you man, do like a spot on impression." Man, I'm now upset. And everybody's like, "Come check out this I, this I, guy's I, Elvis impression. He's I, great." I was on Radford's side, and now I just think he's lazy. <laughs> well, I mean, that is the nature of the skeptic, right? Radford to, was to challenged. Radford was challenged to find the actor who played the part to prove it was not Elvis. He explained that the burden of proof was on the person making the claim. No. In an interview with USA Today, director Chris Columbus responded, "If Elvis was on the set, I would have known." <laughs> uh, I, I, although there was this normally, guy that a really good impression. Normally, the burden of proof is on. The person making the claim, but he's making the claim that it wasn't Elvis. It well, okay, but you can't you can't claim a negative. I he did. I mean, you can't. I like okay, because hypothetically, you could like I'm not dead, but like still, like the uh, the assumption is always in the negative. Like the the assumption is that a thing is not true. So like, even though you could like words something around to try to like make a negative the the like not the null to make a positive the null like the null doesn't fall within like argument or like a, not argument but like conversational rules so like he's just saying i don't think it's elvis they could present elvis evidence and like the burden would still be on the claimant because like the default null is that elvis is dead i don't know I think everyone's just saying it's Elvis, and he's like, uh, I claim that it's not Elvis. He's being an Elvis hipster. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, while I agree that the easiest, like, he is correct, the burden of proof is on them, that, like, they just, like, provide, like, the, the proof. 
it does still kind of fall apart because like how do they provide proof they have to like find like not be able to find the actor so like that kind of doesn't work and he could also just like I looked him up like I, I called the the office and I found their their in their documents for payroll and I found the extra but that would be really difficult so I don't blame after him for being his challenged by Redford <laughs> to locate the true identity of this extra Kenny Biddy I'm sorry Kenny Biddle investigated and found the man <laughs> Why to be is that get- familiar I don't know yeah that does sound like somebody we know investigated We've heard this name yeah investigated and found the man to be Gary Richard Grott, who died of a heart attack in February 2016. Uh, <laughs> Convenient. Biddle located Grott's son, Roman, who explained that his father was indeed the extra in the airport scene of Home Alone, and that he had known director Chris Columbus personally, and because of this, he appeared in a number of his movies in Extra. Hmm. Bill Bixby. That I actually don't believe. Yeah. Is it Bill Bixby? Yeah. Bill Bixby, who starred with Elvis in Clambake and Speedway, hosted two television specials investigating the conspiracy, The Elvis Files, in 1991 <laughs> and The Elvis Conspiracy in 1992. Conspiracy was also featured in the 1990 video game Less Manly in Search of the King. Okay. I like this idea. That sounds like a point and click adventure I've ever I've heard. That one. sounds like something you should stream. <laughs> What was it called? Uh, Less Manly in Search of the King is the first game in the Less Manly series of adult-themed graphic adventure games. <laughs> it is often compared to Leisure Shoot Larry games as That's exactly both what I was are adult-themed say. adventure games with a male protagonist. It was followed by Lost in L.A. in 1991. In 2020, Ziggurat Interactive acquired the publishing rights and re-released the game as a digital download on GOG.com. Yeah, I see it on Steam at six ninety nine. I might have to pick it up. <laughs> uh, where the fuck? Um, yeah, where titular hero attempts to find Elvis, known in the game as the King, to win a million dollar contest. Okay, yeah, because they can't just call him Elvis. Yeah, a similar looking man was seen working as a groundskeeper for Graceland, and was also believed to be Elvis. <laughs> A group of police people believe that Elvis is somehow involved with the mafia during his time. Yeah, we got that one. Some believe that. Yeah, we got that one too. All right, I think that's all of them. Wow, right. every Elvis sighting. Well, at least all the ones that are not just I saw him at a truck stop. That's fair. <laughs> I saw Elvis at the Publix. He was uh, drinking a pina colada. <laughs> So I think my favorite thing to come out of just Elvis being dead is, um, I mean, like Elvis dying is a plot point of the movie Six String Samurai. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Uh, Where it's basically Wizard of Oz, but I think it's the character supposed to be Buddy Holly. Okay. um, Is on his way to Vegas to claim the title of king, and he has to fight Death, who is themed after Slash. Okay. Alright, that's interesting. Yeah. I like this idea. It's a post-apocalyptic movie. Russians bombed America. Okay. Yeah. But Buddy Holly lives. Apparently. There guy, okay. He's called right. Buddy in the movie, and he kind of looks like him. Okay. I mean, he never died either. That's the other conspiracy. Yeah. Round two, my episode. We're doing Buddy Holly never died. Uh, Are we, I mean, well, it's, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, like, some people, right, like, uh, uh, Weezer had that song about Buddy Holly... But some people think that Weezer is really Kurt Cobain. 
I say what? Weezer. Like the whole, you've never heard this before? No. Well, I know they it, had that Nirvana cover band. Yes. People think that what's his name? Uh, Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they because he has like a weird scar on his face. It's a it's a lot like the like Paul is dead. Yeah. Yeah. But they think that he that he might be Kurt Cobain after having like so survived cool. the suicide. It like, would be really I just funny. Make ten awful albums <laughs> <laughs> like destroy my legacy and then i'll reveal like i was uh, all along. it made 10 album 10 10 10 well-reviewed but overall probably mediocre albums ironically yeah that's yeah. funny there we go like after after green or whatever oh there's also a character i'm looking i'm just looking at it now um yeah uh, slash uh, death is a parody of slash um oh lex lang does the voice of him in that movie that's cool um there's a character called mariachi who's a parody of richie valens who also never died <laughs> i was gonna say who also didn't die in the same plane crash as buddy holly or the big bopper and then the, all the music for the movie is done by the band the red elvises oh okay yep anywho who's next well, if we're going in order, isn't Alan next? Yep, I'm gonna. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna struggle to to pay attention to this. Well, not to pay attention, but to understand this one. This one's pretty straightforward. It's just a really long story. Because the last one was like the like reptilian aliens that made that woman pee, right? The, the, they try to make the boy shit on the piece of paper. That's right. Okay. The grandma, the robot grandma. This is longer and worse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh god. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm no, strapped this, in. This is one of my favorite cryptid stories of all time. I found out about it because my friend made an art show about it, but it's the Mel's Hole creature we've talked about. It's been Mel's brought up a few creature. times. Okay, yeah. So Only, um, is there, are there known photos of this? It's so It's very complicated. There's no known photo, but there's a description. But I have to describe Mel's Hole first to get the Mel's Hole creature. Okay. That's why it's a very long, long convoluted Whoa. story. So in like, I'm just going to say 96 probably 99 mel waters calls in a coast to coast and he's like i got this hole this hole is a super deep nothing will stop i just throw my tvs in the hole and I, i've seen light appear out of the hole i've got a, a dime from 1938 in there with fdr on it that shouldn't exist i've seen a dog fall in it and come out like a pet cemetery creature uh, i've seen it do all sorts of weird hole stuff i throw my trash in there i love this hole what's wrong with my hole and then like it's like, well, I don't know what's wrong with that hole. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so, so now, then you find out Now, does the hole... <laughs> the hole I... is a giant hole on his property. No, I was trying to do a... a Nori impression. Yeah, this is the hole. <laughs> but it's, it doesn't really work if it's not, like, a entity. <laughs> yeah, tell me about does the that. hole wear shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, you were doing I... Bill Cosby. It was weird. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was just like, of... where is he going with this? <laughs> No, the hole goes over there. This hole's oh, yeah, that's the thing. So it's, it was lined with cinder blocks. It was lined with bricks. So when he got this property, this hole was denoted. And there's a weird thing. He lives in Washington. I'm going to say he lives in Walla Walla, Washington. That's okay. probably not real. But there's like a weird whale skeleton that grew out of a tree there. Fuck so he's yes. a weird guy. And... um he, uh, he gets called up by the government, and they, they basically eminent domain him. They take his hole, and they give him a bunch of money, and he just goes away and moves to Australia. So then he shows up years later. This weird guy, like, knocks him out, 
and took all his money and his belt. And he got arrested for, like, growing medicinal herbs, which is very legal. (laughs) And uh, so then he gets a call about his coast-to-coast call, which is a huge success. It's very famous. So these people call him, and it's, like, these Bosque people in, like, Nevada. Maybe New Mexico. And they say, well, we have a hole also. He's like, no way. There can't be two holes. So, yeah. So this is all recalled by Mel Waters over, like, nine hours of coast-to-coast episodes. Okay. Very important. So he goes there and he meets the boss people and they all decide, okay, we're going to throw a fishing line in there. They throw in a fishing line with a weight and nothing happens. It just keeps going and going and going. And they've wasted like miles of rope and they go, huh? Okay. So then they throw like a, a bucket of ice down there and then the ice, I believe comes back in flames. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that water is on fire. <laughs> yes. The Fine ice nice. cubes are on fire. They are not oh, melting. so they're, they're still in cube form. They're in cube form, and they're on fire, even though this do we, is a desert. Do we know collectively what the atmospheric conditions need to be for ice to, to go on fire? <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> Computer, Google that up. Because I like this is one of those things that I'm pretty sure is physically possible under weird conditions. Under whole conditions. Yeah, well, I mean, how can ice catch fire? It's just going to be a bunch of photos of people spraying like lighter uh, fluid Calcium on carbide. If you just, like, sprinkled some of it on the surface of ice, like, fu- fire will appear. Okay, because calcium carbide's going to be, like, hydro-reactive or whatever, yeah. like, uh, like sodium or other metals. Okay. Well, it says it produces flammable acetylene gas. Um, once okay, lit, it easily burns on the surface of the ice. <laughs> okay. Well, so they found... Burned. Here's weird. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Calcium carbide... Dawn. Oh, hold on. Calcium carbide, the secret of burning ice, is an article I just found on melscience.com. Ow! Oh my goodness, it comes full happening. F in circle. <laughs> and they have a whole thing uh, that you can do right here, too. Oh, and a YouTube video for uh, equipment and regions. You need ice, calcium carbide, glass bowl, and a burner. And it's a bowl of ice on fire. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm going to have to write this down for my little notes. It was Mel what? Melscience.com. I just, okay. Literally, it's the first thing that popped up when I googled, how can ice catch fire? Alright, 2.08pm, it happened. I'm psychic again. <laughs> that was uh, a weird synchronicity. Always, it never ends, it never ends! So, so one of the guys puts it in his stove and it lights, it keeps it lit for like a whole year. <laughs> so he's doing great with his fire. So, <laughs> I found the magic flaming ice. <laughs> yeah, I just keep my home. <laughs> no, no bigger implication. But what happens is then someone decides, you know what, let's throw a sheep down there. So they do. They they get a sheep and it starts freaking out like this. As soon as it gets near the hole, it knows there's something ungodly in there and it won't go near the hole. So they have to take a like a, a mallet and knock it out. So they tie it down. They do that, uh, you know, what's it called? That rope bondage on it. They drop uh, it. In they the shibari thing. the sheep. They, yeah, they shibari the sheep. Okay. That's my. That's me now. I'm. That's my spirit animal. Shibari sheep. <laughs> they shibari the sheep, lower it down, and then uh, nothing happens. But then all of a sudden they start feeling this like rumbling and shaking, and they pull it up and up and up, and the sheep wakes up and comes to and freaks out, and uh, they bring it up and it's dead. But then there's this weird pulsing on its uh, stomach so they put it in the on the table and they, they dissect it open and they said there's this horrible stench that comes out 
But out of this thing comes this seal, the seal that they said, a seal-like being with, and someone immediately said, kill it. And it looked at it. It looked at them and it just, they said it had the most beautiful, kind eyes I've ever seen. And we couldn't do it. And then it communicated with them psychically. And it's like, I bring you love. <laughs> and uh, it gave them a few other messages that were very important. And then it just waddled away back into the hole, I believe. Wild. But it smelled like ozone. That was the other thing. That's and okay. That's the, that's Mel's whole creature. Oh, yeah, and then the episode someone simulates uh, throwing a cat down the hole. That's a <laughs> they they simulate the sound of a cat going. Meow! <laughs> it's the cat Doppler for nine hours into this bottomless hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> huge rebirth tale. That's fucking wild. But yeah, I like Mel's hole. And then he... Apparently there's another hole in Canada, too, but he doesn't go investigate that. Okay, so has there been any kind of serious investigation into, like, any of these events? No. Of course not. Of course not. Because, like, I would be interested in the, like, the the hypothetical imminent domaining of, uh, imminent, eminent domaining of the hole initially. Well, apparently that site is not viewable on Google. It's just, you can't get you can't get a, a shot it's over blacked it. Blacked out, and you can't get near it. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. So there's I mean, a, I guess that's interesting. There's a 2009 movie called The Hole that oh, apparently yeah. is like loosely based on. It says 2009 fantasy film containing many elements of the legend. <laughs> the legend. It just keeps on continuing. As it, does it have anyone in it that I've ever even fucking heard? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you just you know, seal aliens are just teleporting into sheep um, in this thing. Oddly enough, yes, it does. It, it there's a name on here I recognize. It's a big name, okay. actually. Really? What? Um, this movie was directed by Joe Dante. Really? Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay, so it might actually be good. Uh, maybe. 2009. Let's see what else he did around 2009. <laughs> he spent 20 years trying to get this movie made. You well, find out this is how he wanted to make Gremlins 2. The whole. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, right before... Uh, okay, I'm going to go with the one that he was a full director on, because this one's a partial. The last movie he fully directed before the whole was Looney Tunes back in action, six, oh. uh, five years before. I always forget that Joe Dante directed that movie. Yeah. It explains all of the, like, 50s monsters at the end of that movie. And then a movie in 2014 that I'd never heard of called Burying the X. Uh, I've heard of it, but I didn't know he directed it. Yeah. And then It sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a whole list on his, um... Wiki for unrealized projects. <laughs> wow. It's got that James Cameron avatar <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. One of them is just called Munchie. <laughs> the prequel to Munchies? It, well, yes, that is what Munchie is. Uh, actually, no, Mun Munchie is a sequel to Munchies. Oh, shit. Yeah, where they, they find uh, the munchie in, like, a cave in Central America or something. The Ur-Munchie. 
voiced by uh, by Dom DeLuise. Oh, hey, our 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 friend, the paranormal song warrior, has a song called Mel's Hole. I saw um, that yeah. in my googling of Mel's Hole. Hey, right, Shefton, what you got for us? Okay, well, unlike both of you, I'm covering something that actually existed. Actually, you know, I'm closer to, to, to Garrett than I am to Alan, because the the creature, Stellar Sea Cow, pulled an Elvis. <laughs> That's right. It went extinct due to eating. No. It's very close. Uh, spoil, spoiler. Um, this animal was once real. So I, I gathered some of the greatest hits elements from uh, the Cryptids Wiki, because a lot of them are just lifted from the regular Wikipedia article, and as I was complaining to Garrett uh, backstage before the show started, I could have sworn that there was, like, a diary entry that had, like, a quote from uh, this guy's name, like, William uh, George Steller uh, about this thing, but I couldn't find it anywhere, so I think I may have hallucinated it. Uh, but so I love this animal. Uh, I am also sad, but I do I do love this thing. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm on the wiki page for Dugonga Day, the family that the yeah. the family has one surviving species, the Dugong, yeah, the and Dugong. one recently oh. extinct species, Stellar Sea Cow. Yep, and a number of extinct. Oh my gosh, so so sad. Yeah, because Serenia only has like f- like five total animals or something. Uh, looks like Dugongs and. Or Dugongaday and Trichesidae? Or Trichesidae? Which is manatees. Yeah. Because manatees and dugong are not part of the same family. They're like they're under the group Serenia. Yeah, they're in the the same um, order. Yeah. But it's like, I think there's like a total of like, it's five or fewer. Because I think there's two kinds of manatee. There's one kind of dugong, and there's like something else. Yeah, there's uh, Sirenia families are Dugongidae, the one I just failed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Proto Sirenidae, which is. It looks like they're all extinct. Maybe it's just those three animals. They're. Yeah, Proto Sirenidae are thought to have been amphibious quadrupeds. Many, yeah. The, they're all gone, and. Yeah, no, the just dugong and uh, manatee. Well, check checkmate. Yeah, uh, but crazy. So okay, uh, let's do this in a way that makes the most sense. So we'll talk about uh, if, you, if you go up from Sirena Day uh, to who boy, um, oh boy, they're clade, not like right above their order. Uh, them and elephants. Africatherium, uh, or whatever. Thetherium. Or no, Afrotheria is like the the big thing, but yeah. Yeah. Serenia and Proboscidae, Tetheria, uh, Panungulata. Yep. The Hyrax and the Elephant and the Dugong and the Manatee. That's and Tronco. Uh, and well, Trunko is like the hybrid, right? He's the one in between. Exactly. Kingdom animal. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, it's an extinct marine mammal related to manatees and dugongs. Obviously, uh, according to the wiki, it was an animal of many adaptations, which helped it survive in the extremely cold waters of the Bering Strait. Uh, it likely ate kelp and saltwater flora because I think it had like stupid fat teeth like manatees have as well 
I seen the skull. It's the best way I can describe yeah, it. Yeah, uh, the on its wiki page, there's a picture of its dentation, and yeah, yeah they're like the long, grooved, grindy teeth, like yeah. the kind you'd see on an elephant. Exactly. Exactly. For anyone um, who had that zoo book as a kid. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, to me, it would suggest they, you know, might also occasionally eat shellfish because, like, I know other, like, there are other animals that have grinder teeth and eat shellfish, but probably vegetarian. Uh, okay, so most scientific descriptions from when the animal was alive come from George Wilhelm Steller, uh, who gave it the name. I think it's important to note that he also named a bunch of other things, and they were similarly boringly named. Uh, Stellar Sea Eagle and Stellar's Sea Ape, which I didn't know about until I started looking into this thing. And then my um, my big book of cryptids, the one that I have a PDF of because it's way too expensive to buy, also has Stellar's Sea Raven. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of just sea cows, sea apes, sea popes, you know. Sea eagles. A sea society. Okay, so most of these findings were just on, like, one trip that he made. Um, And interestingly, he did get shipwrecked. uh, But I guess they just built a new boat. So they lived. Um, This is the most fascinating thing to me about this animal, is that, like, visually, it's just a manatee, but a manatee that's, like, 30 feet long. Yeah, it's fucking huge. So, like, it... (laughs) And, like, much like dodos, they didn't really have, like, their size and their their isolation. Oh, my God. Some Hold hold on a sec. Hold on. Somebody's not going to. Keep it all in. Hear. You guys are. Silence. So, while well, he's gone. I'm back. Oh. <laughs> Dang, we were going to do something. Oh, I was going to tell you about the, the I like a few years ago when I was working in Circle K, I heard like a person on a podcast talk about Babyfoot. <laughs> okay. Just a um a like foot peel thing. A foot peel. You put your feet in these like bags of like a chemical lotion. <laughs> okay. And then like a couple days later all your dead skin just sloths off your foot. <laughs> okay okay and uh the slothing has begun (laughs) oh god oh no garrett (laughs) you put your feet in some chemical lotion yeah and you're doing this a layer of i I did it a few days ago and now the slothing has begun does it feel cool i mean it's just like peeling dead skin off of a sunburn oh it doesn't just flake off oh no it, it will but see i was thinking like one whole like, just a big chunk. Uh, that would be way too cool, and I'd be afraid of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would also be freaked out. I'd be like, that's magic. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you would be wrong. You lose all your food. Well, you, much like placenta, you make a soup from it. Oh, speaking of placenta... Um, <laughs> the sloughing is begun. There was a, we went to like this uh, Japanese um, like makeup store. Okay. And one of the face masks I found there... I didn't get I just took a picture of it. Was um, nourishing phyto placenta mask. <laughs> okay. With a picture of Daisy Duck on it. <laughs> oh, well, you can get that duck-like smoothness. Yeah. On your face. So, in addition to being approximately thirty feet long, uh, this thing weighed like eighty-eight hundred pounds, uh, or at least is estimated to have, uh, and have thick layers of outer skin, which presumably might slough off in a chemical lotion bath. 
um, at like 2.5 centimeters thick, which is pretty thick. Uh, they would have would have had to have been more buoyant than their Cyrenians. Hmm. Uh, the what does it say on the on average adult cellar sea cow uh, had four limbs that would have been 67 uh, centimeters 26 inches in length so like that's huge that's a giant paddle yeah uh just like the dugong and all extant uh cetaceans the animal had a forked tail um which i guess is interesting um okay manatee doesn't manatee's got that one weird paddle yeah they have the the flat paddle um okay so according to the wiki I always wondered what the difference between dugong and manatee is. I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and, you know, one being an ice-type Pokemon uh, was always kind of the giveaway for me. <laughs> yeah, but what uh, type is manatee? Uh, it would have to be normal type. Mm, I don't know. If, if if we had a game that somehow had more water than Gen 2, uh, sorry, Gen 3, you know, your, your move Sherpa would be... I mean, you said it. Gen some... 2, I think, had more water than Gen 3. It did not. Because it had two regions, you fucking idiot. <laughs> there's, there's no world. Yeah, but overall, it's a smaller game than Gen 3. Like, Gen 3 being a GBA game. There's no world where Gen 2 has more water than Gen 3. Like, hypothetically, like, in, conceptually, I'll agree with you, but in, in actuality, the water we can go to... He's looking it up right now. I can see him Googling. This is my part of the episode. I will not be drawn into debate about the oversaturation of water in Gen 3. You know, and even even then, Garrett, even then, you go underwater in Gen 3. You do. You have two layers of water. There's uh, more water. So, Argument Gen 3, over. you spend the most time in water, because... Like, yes. But it does not have the most water. It's Kevin Costner's Waterworld. Which game has the most water? Uh, so far, it looks like um, it's gonna Sun be and Moon. <laughs> Okay. But I'm still looking. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, this thing was pretty short-lived. Uh, it, much like pandas, it was already basically dying off by the time humans found it. Um, and yeah, when it was first encountered, it was like really only located in one area, uh, near Alaska in the Bering Strait. Um, it was hunted by natives, and then, like, when the Russian fur traders showed up, that was, like, the last nail in its coffin. Um, and they, like, lived off the meat. Much like much like the buffalo, I guess. Um, just a few decades, actually, before its eventual extinctions. Um, and, it, like, it's interesting because, like, we know, we kind of know now that, like, hunting of otters caused a bunch of ecological damage that, like, we just couldn't have, co- like, possibly comprehended at the time. Um, that, like, sea otters ate all the sea urchins and like the sea urchins ate the like kelp forest so when sea otters started to die out the sea urchins went buck wild and then all of the kelp forests died and that was like bad for everything that hid out in and also ate the kelp forests that it just like really like kind of hurt the balance so i imagine the situation is probably pretty similar here that otters going away meant that other uh, animals would have gone uh, hog wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was first described in uh, like 1746. Uh, sorry, 1717. Uh, and then it was classified as extinct uh, in the 1800s because like the last time one was seen it was in 1768. So yeah, we, we had it for... 49 years or we knew about it um that said uh 
some people think it could maybe still exist because like it's not very rigorous how we decide that something is extinct, which I learned pretty recently that basically it's just like you haven't seen somebody it in 20 years. Somebody decides, yeah, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but okay. So, but like, even, even that isn't always that accurate Yeah, because like, uh, one of the things the crypto wiki talks about is, uh, Forrest Galante, uh, maybe trying to find it. Cause he's found a few animals that are thought to be extinct because that's kind of the most notable one. I think that he found was a yellow caiman because the last one like died in a zoo in Brazil or something in the eighties. And they were just like, yeah, that's that's it. Nobody's seen one, and it's dead. But like, people had been talking about seeing it a bunch since then. Mm-hmm. And he found a guy that was like, yeah, I eat those all the time. I can take you right to it. And he took him right to it. He was like, yeah, these things are still alive. So there are like a few other animals that have been like species of turtle and stuff that they're just they're really rare. And admittedly, this is a thirty foot manatee, uh, just hanging out. And there are you know tours and stuff all over uh, Alaska. So you'd think maybe they'd be uh, maybe be found, mm-hmm. but initially their range was uh, like all of the islands like in that region. So like everything off the coast of Russia and China is basically this thing's range initially. So it's possible they could still be hiding out somewhere, you know, remote inland uh, body of water. But that's uh, the stellar sea cow. All right. Interesting thirty foot manatee. I do love that thing. With delicious, delicious food, apparently. No, don't say that. No, no, let it live. No, well, I mean, it, like, it was, I want it to live. It was just eaten by all of the uh, sea pigs that the <laughs> colonists brought in. <laughs> Stellar sea pigs. Uh, I mean, like, it's interesting because, like, we could maybe clone this thing over a few generations. Like, you could, if we found, if we found, like, skeletal remains that had, like, intact genetic material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, unlike megafauna in Siberia, I don't know that this thing would, like, improve the environment if it were reintroduced. Yeah. It might be, because, like I said, it was already on its way out, basically, uh, when it was dead, due to natural factors not including humans. So, yeah. maybe it's best we just leave it alone. Okay, so the Pokemon region with the most water <laughs> <laughs> is the Oblivia region from Pokemon Ranger Guardian Signs. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, I actually agree with this completely. Uh, but, um, if we're going main games, um, Hoenn would be number two, uh, you, but, um, Alola's number one, except for you don't really spend the time on the water in Alola. Yeah. You take boats and shit. So, Hoenn is the one with the most that you do on the water. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, I don't even mind the. I actually like the the water as an environment. It's just so many encounters with just Tentacle. absolute chaff Pokemon. Yeah, but that's the same in every game. That that's true in which every is, area. Like people are like uh, it, like even at the end areas, you're still hitting the same like big guy over and over again. That just gets boring. Yes. No. I I agree. But at least on land, usually you have, like, roads and patches that don't have encounters. Well, you always have repel. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you do always have... But see, that's, you know, All right, hot then, take then, here. Then we Re- gotta repel put... Is, repel is bad game design. That's my hot take. Uh, then we have to go which game has the most caves, because those are worse than fucking water. Uh, okay, see, I, I do agree, but it's like they're so... 
Because, like, Gen 1 and even Gen 2, that it's, like, you encounter, like, you go in the cave, and then, like, you're done in the cave. That, like, it is, like, it is hell, you're so relieved to finally be out of the cave. Yeah. But they're pretty bad, too. I Like, I agree. I don't think you should need repels if your game is designed better. <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of a hot take, but, you know, I digress. All right! I well, happy your... birthday to me. Happy birthday to all it. of us. Happy birthday, everyone. We survived another year, unlike Stellar Sea Cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the tumor seal. You think the you think the tumor seal is uh is a, actually a seal? It's a uh pin it's a pinniped, or do you think it's a Serenian? I don't know. I think it's an alien. It may have been the form. Yeah, I think it's an alien. You're right, honestly. Oh god. So we got any plug recommendations? Um. Oh, I was gonna plug something. Uh, it was some kind of. Oh, okay. I know what I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug a YouTube poop because it's of one of my favorite genres genres of entertainment. Um, Garrett, we watched this one together. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Maybe. the adventures, the adventures of Bilbo Baggins. No, <laughs> we didn't watch this one. No. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll I'll send I'll send a link in the chat so you can, you can post it to the Discord because it's uh it's pretty solid. It's not quite Mad Hagrid two. I think Mad Hagrid two is maybe a little bit better. That's my favorite. That's but what we yeah, I was together. I was so happy with how much you you loved <laughs> Mad Hagrid two, Alan. It was beyond anything I could have expected. <laughs> it's it's always fun when people enjoy things. But yeah. Uh, where are you at? Actual history. Uh, but that's my plug. Um, it's by somebody called Whiskey. It was made like five years ago, and it feels like it should have been made like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's my plug. Uh, mine, I'm going to just gauge interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, after beating Final Fantasy 16, I've kind of wanted to like, replay all the Final Fantasy games again. Oh my god. Um, maybe streaming it if people are interested in that. Uh, so, I agree you should stream Final Fantasy games. So let me know. Yeah, Alan. it's interesting that you say that, Garrett. I've been playing Final Fantasy V, a uh, GBA version, a bunch recently. Nice. It's a solid game. Do I? Yeah, I have five. Uh, I think although the only it, ones I'm missing copies of for um, main series games is one and two. Yeah, but I'm gonna get yeah. that the pack that goes up to six. Yeah. Whoa, they have that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Switch physical release for it. That's pretty. Cool. I'm gonna get the physical releases for Switch, and then I'm gonna get the the digital ones on PS5, so I can stream it easier. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <sighs> it definitely makes sense. Uh, yeah, like, I, w- I still want to pick up the, because, like, I have that, the GBA consoleizer. Yeah. I want to pick up the Final Fantasy 1 and 2 <clears throat> uh, advanced games. They're pretty good, but I th- the best versions of them, I think, are the um, PSP ones. Uh, I've heard that a lot, actually. I've heard that a lot. Because a lot of people don't like the PS1 re-releases. Yeah. Of one and two, because like the loading times are bad, I guess. Which is weird. Yeah. 
But yeah. I, I've heard they have good uh, or interesting difficulty options. That's good. I agree. I'm probably going to play them in reverse order. <laughs> oh, okay, let's just go backwards. Yeah, so I'll start with like New Game Plus of 16 and go in reverse. Yeah, a lot of people really like 16, apparently. 16's is that really the good. Boy band one? Uh, no, that's four, 15. Uh, 15. 14. 14's the MMO. 11, 10, 9, 8. Which, which one did Alan ask? All the boy band one. Oh, yeah, no. That almost got me back in the world. <laughs> oh, wait, Alan, what's your plug? Uh, yeah, I, I did two things in a succession close to my birthday I finally wanted to do. So the first one is Giant Rock. I, it, it's a true name. Go to Giant Rock and don't die. That I'll try really not to die. <laughs> Go to Giant Rock and try not to die. All yeah, right. We did it in the summer, which was stupid, but I had to see it. So, so that was great. And I'll send you the photo of, of our dog. <laughs> okay. Um, and the other one is I finally saw Sparks, so that was great. Uh, you know, Sparks saved my life. Hell so yeah. that's good. I love them. Thank you that's for cool. being 74 years old. <laughs> no, they're the best I've ever seen. That was crazy. Oh, the best live band? I think so. You know, I could have seen them play for five hours, honestly. Wow. But they only did an hour and a half, so good for them. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I just seen Weird Al three times. <laughs> See, that's what I should do too. You should. Weird Al's shows are great. He does lots of costume changes. <laughs> I've only seen Tears for Fears and Prince. Whoa! I really wanted to see Duran Duran, but it just never worked out, unfortunately. Nah. Okay. Tragically. Let's end this because I'm. Dying. But we don't want to brag about our cool concerts? Um, uh, when I was very, very small, <laughs> that I don't remember, but um, I saw The Grateful Dead with Jerry Garcia. And you saw The Grateful Dead again? Well, I saw sort of Dead recently. and Company with surviving members and uh, a guy, I don't remember his name. John Mayer. That guy. Uh, you know, I forgot, because I also saw surviving members of Oingo Boingo, minus, uh, you know... The guy. Minus the brothers, the Oingo brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Minus Boingo, he got shot in the face. I also saw TLC. Whoa. In <laughs> retrospect, that is You did go chasing about. waterfalls. Um, no, I, that was just because I was living at the fairgrounds when my dad worked there, and like they were just playing there. <laughs> Same with Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, that'd be fun, too. It's a good double bill. <laughs> Um, <laughs> TLC featuring Jeff Foxworthy. Okay. Um, hey, remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is say you're a cryptozoologist. On your birthday. On your birthday. And I am fucking sweating so much I can't open my eyes. Alright. Bye, everyone. Peace out. Happy Goodbye. Birthday. Goodbye. <laughs>